is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, December 28, 2020. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone had a very safe and Merry Christmas. Quick uh, programming note here. I will be doing two shows this week. I'll be doing this show, obviously, the December 28th show, and I'll be doing a Wednesday show on December 30th. I don't know what I'm going to talk about on it. Maybe I'll do, I don't know, maybe I'll do like a best of thing, a recap of the year. I'm not sure. I'll I'll talk about something, and maybe even some news will break. Who knows? But uh, two shows this week. Don't have any plans on recording a show on New Year's Eve or uploading one on New Year's Day, so I'll be taking another small break. I'm still very much in vacation mode, and I appreciate it. The people out there who are still listening to this, uh, I appreciate you indulging me during that. Thankfully, over the last five days, a little bit of news did break, including some Tigers news. Detroit made a big splash in free agency. They went out and signed starting pitcher Jose Urania to a one-year $3.25 million deal. My criteria is very simple. This offseason, in terms of every player that the Tigers may or may not get, I look at every free agent and I say, is this guy an objectively good player? If the answer is yes, then I want him on the Tigers. If the answer is no, then I don't want him. One thing that this organization has peddled in seemingly over the last several seasons is going out and signing free agents who aren't any good. And we've seen that, or maybe not aren't any good, but are past their prime or past their expiration date. You know who I'm talking about, the Jordy Mercers, the Josh Harrisons of the world, Francisco Lirianos, and uh, I don't want that. I'm tired of that. You know, this this should no longer be a rebuilding team. I, I haven't really discussed that a lot, but I think, you know, I'm, no, I have. I mean, look, four years of complete suckitude is awful, but I mean, I can't think of the last time a team, went, a, a big market team like Detroit, went five consecutive off-seasons without signing a, a single player to a multi-year deal. I mean, that's that's foreign. That's insane. But here we are once again. Jose Urania, now a member of the Detroit Tigers. Is Jose Urania a good pitcher? Uh, no. Not, not really. You look at his career in the Major League Baseball, 32-46 and 46 with a 4-6-0 ERA. He started opening day. A couple times for the Marlins. I guess what he's known for, really. I mean, there's, he's known for two things. One is uh, in 2018, he threw the first pitch of the Major League season to Ian Happ. And Ian Happ clubbed it into the right field seats at Marlins Stadium. So there's the first thing he's known for. And then later that season, when Ronald Acuna Jr. was absolutely bopping the Marlins, hitting homers every single game, seemingly every single at-bat, it was Jose Jose Urania who uh, threw one into his ribs. So um, got a great leader coming to Detroit here, clearly. I, you look at his stuff, I've seen him pitch a few times. His stuff isn't the issue. It's never really been the issue. It's more repertoire. It's more consistency. I mean, he's had, you know, a like, in, you look at his highlight tape, you'd probably think, all right, this is a guy who's probably pretty good. Solid fastball, you know, sinker, slider, combo, fastball reaches the mid to upper 90s, has, you know, pretty clean mechanics, but never really been able to put it all together. He is only 28. So if there is, if there is one a bit of upside to this signing. One thing about this signing that I do like, it's that they're getting a guy who maybe, I mean, it's, you know, you're 28, you kind of either you got it or you don't, but you get a guy who maybe just hasn't found it yet as opposed to some of the veterans that they've signed who have a lot of city miles and are, are very clearly past their prime. 
Jose Urania, and it's like a 5% chance, but Jose Urania may be a guy that the Tigers could work with with, with Chris Fetter as the new pitching coach. Uh, hopefully he can work some magic. We'll see. But one, one thing I do need to bring up, though, is the fact that the Tigers have talked, and Hinch has talked about it, Illich and Avila have talked about it, or at least Avila has. I think Chris Illich has been on vacation this entire year, but they've, they've talked a lot about signing starting pitching. And what that says to me is that they are not comfortable with Mize or Manning or Scooball starting 2021 on the Major League roster. I am bitterly disappointed in that. I adamantly disagree with that. I don't know whose decision that is. But right now, I mean, you look at the rotation. You have Turnbull. He's going to start for the team on opening day. He would probably start opening day. I don't know. I mean, he'll at least be on the roster. Matt Boyd, who's awful, but will be on the opening day roster. Jose Urania now, and then it's a real traffic jam. Will they try to move Daniel Norris back to the starting rotation? I wouldn't. Would you? Would do they try to move Tyler Alexander back to the starting rotation? I wouldn't. Michael Fulmer, does he have anything left in the tank? I last year made it seem like no, but you know, coming back from a second Tommy John, you do have to be a little bit patient with with that kind of process. You know, it's going to be an open competition. I, I think it would be best for the organization. If Mize and Scooball or Manning or any one of those guys stepped up, you also have Joey Wentz, who's going to be coming back from Tommy John. He won't start the season on the opening day roster, but will probably be called up at some point, depending on how well he pitches. And look, a lot of these guys aren't very good. You know, I think Daniel Norris and even Tyler Alexander pitched some all right baseball for this team a year ago, but not as starters. I thought Daniel Norris, for the first time since he was, you know, traded for in 2015, showed legitimate promise, but it was all out of the bullpen, and they keep trying to tease, maybe we move him back to the rotation. No, don't. Why? The only success the guy's ever had has been out of the pen. It drives me nuts that they keep playing this musical chair stuff. Go with what's tried and true. Go with what works. Daniel Norris is not part of the future here. Mize is, Scooball is, Manning is, and if they aren't, then we're going to find out, but you need to give them reps at the major league level. Jose Urania, you know, makes this uh, a much more crowded the pitcher's room or pitcher's locker room, the one possibility I could see with someone like Urania, especially in the latter part of the season when maybe they do call up some of these guys from the minors, is that you move him to the pen. I've talked about his stuff. I think his stuff is fine. And one of the issues he's had is developing that third pitch. I mean, that's an issue with so many pitchers because Jose Urania was a pretty highly touted prospect. I believe he was a top 100 guy when he was coming up through the Marlins system with that sinker-slider combo, and he never really developed that changeup. Sometimes he'll bring it out, and it looks all right, but for the most part, he hasn't thrown it with a lot of confidence, and and it's gotten him into some trouble. You know, when you're a two-pitch guy, and eventually once teams, you know, have more footage of you, have seen you more times, you become a rather predictable pitcher, and it's what led to him kind of getting popped over the last couple seasons, did not pitch well at all in limited action in 2020 with the Marlins. You know, I'd call it low risk, high reward, but I don't think there's a very high reward here. You know, this is going to be, an, it's another project for what continues to be a rebuilding team. Again, I, and I've stressed this so many times, if they're going to do this whole crying poverty thing, and they're going to say, we don't believe in spending a ton of money this offseason. We don't believe in targeting, you know, big-time free agents. I mean, I think that's, I, I adamantly disagree with that, but you're welcome to do that. But this year especially, there's a whole lot of guys who got non-tendered. There's a whole lot of guys out there who are really good players who could make this team far more competitive next season that you can go out and get. And I'll tell you right now, Jose Urania, no disrespect to the guy, he's not one of them. 
And, and you and you know who the good guys are. Your Rosarios, your Schwarbers, your David Dahls. Not not guys who necessarily are going to set the world on fire, but guys that can make this team better. Uh, Jose Urania will be a, a, a negative war kind of player, probably. You know, maybe a 0.4 war if he gives them some innings or something like that. But he's not a plus guy. He's not a guy who's going to move the needle. And this is a fan base and an organization that is so desperately hoping to see a needle be moved a little bit here. So that'll do it for segment number one. When I come back, I am going to talk about a big trade that went down, I believe on Christmas Eve. Josh Bell acquired by the Washington Nationals. We'll be right back. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming more clear. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, LOCKEDON, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back everybody. Thank you for tuning in on this post-Christmas episode. Uh, Some big news broke, I believe the day before Christmas, the Nationals got a present of their own. They traded for Josh Bell. Josh Bell had been first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates for a while. He's going to be 28 years old this year. Had an excellent first half in 2019. Was one of the best hitters in baseball in 2019. And you look at the numbers. I mean, ultimately, 277 average, 936 OPS, 37 home runs, 116 RBIs. Also had 78 weighted runs created plus in the second half that year, which is awful, but drove in a lot of runs, hit home runs. It seemed like that was his breakout season. Last year, he was pitiful. He's one of the worst everyday players in baseball with a in 57 games, only a 226 average, a 305 on base percentage, and a 669 OPS. But And this is sad, and I feel like the Tigers have kind of had this problem as well. Sometimes you just get the impression a guy needs a change of scenery. And the Pirates right now are in the middle of what's going to be... I mean, you talk about a rebuild that's going poorly. The Pittsburgh Pirates, like, that is as poorly executed a rebuild as you can get. Like, the Tigers has been awful, and it's been brutal, and it's been ugly. But not once during this run from 2017 to now have the Tigers ever suffered from delusions of grandeur. They've never gotten it in their heads that they can be competitive tomorrow. And that's been frustrating, but that's the trap the Pirates fell into in 2018. You know, they they had a bit of a hot streak. They were hovering around 500 at the trade deadline, and they traded away their future. They traded Glass now, and they traded Baz. They traded Meadows for Chris Archer, who was one of the worst pitchers in baseball over the last couple seasons. One of the worst trades in the history of baseball, and that's coming from someone who thinks that Tyler Glass now is just okay and is like extremely overrated, but at the same time, you traded away three young prospects for a guy who's not a very good pitcher, completely screwed up what seemed like was going to be a transition into a new age of Pirates baseball. Josh Bell 
now gone as well, was traded for, I believe, two pitching prospects. You know, what it means for the Pirates, whatever. You know, hopefully they can figure something out. They have some. They have maybe the worst owner in baseball, and I say that as a fan of the Tigers. Who knows how, how poor of a job Chris Illich has done so far, but nutting is absolutely awful. He's been awful for a long time. That is such a great fan base and such a great sports city. And I know they have the Steelers and the Penguins, but their baseball fans deserve better. I've never been to PNC, but everyone who's ever been there says that this is one of the best stadiums in the sport, one of the best ballparks in the world, and the fan base deserves to be watching a team that's actually competitive. They've won, what, three playoff games since they lost the NLCS to the Braves in 1992. I mean, that's that's pretty darn pathetic. But I just wanted to focus in on the Nationals for a second because the Nats had a bad year last year. I mean, they were really bad. You know, fluky circumstances, World Series hangover. You know, they were 19-31 and 31 through 50 games in 2019, ended up winning the World Series. So who knows how, how things would have turned out if, if we would have seen this thing to the very end in 2020. But it, was, it seemed kind of obvious that they did not have the same mojo, the same magic that they had the previous season. But the Nationals, you know, I know they came up short a whole lot. You know, a whole lot. I mean, they lost three deciding games of the NLDS at home. You know, they were known for, for choking, but, you know, they got that World Series now. And you can kind of put things into perspective and, and say that every year since 2013, you know, 2012 was their big breakout season, but I would say every year since 2013, I have looked at the major league rosters, I've, I've made my predictions, and every year I've come into the season saying, you know what, the Nationals got a shot this year. Some years, I liked them more than others. I think I picked them to win it all, I believe, in 2018 or 2019. Sports Illustrated, for a while, they picked them to win it all every single season. I think 2013 through 2016, they picked them every year. But the point I'm trying to make is that they're stable. And they have a great GM. And they have a great owner. They are the prime example of what a big market team should be. Uh, a team that is into analytics, a team that develops talent really well, that has a solid farm system, that has the Sotos and the Strasburgs, the guys that come up through the system, but also a team that has a lot of money and a team that spends money wisely. I can't think of, and I'm sure there's one out there, I can't think of like a really bad deal that they've made, whether it be a trade or a free agent signing. I mean, the Max Scherzer contract, they, they, you could have five terrible contracts after that, but it wouldn't matter because the Max Scherzer free agent signing is one of the greatest in the history of baseball. They're just a well-run organization. I mean, I can't put them in this camp, but they're kind of similar to the Dodgers where it's like they got big, big money, they spend big money. But they also incorporate, you know, small market analytics, and, and they do a good job of developing talent. And look, I don't know how Josh Bell is going to do, and, you know, kind of bringing this back around to the main topic. But I, again, low risk, high reward. They needed a first baseman. It's very clear with the season he had in 2019 that somewhere in Josh Bell is, is a superstar. Somewhere in Josh Bell is a guy who can drive in 100 a year. Will he find that in Washington? A time will tell, but I think he'll. I don't think last year was a reflection of the kind of player he is. I think that's another one of those circumstances where you kind of have to take what a guy did in 2020 and and crumple it up and throw it in the trash. That doesn't really mean much to me. It was a fluky season with fluky circumstances. You got to look at what he did in 2019 as kind of the real barometer here. The guy can mash, and either way for the Nationals, you know, uh, another pretty solid move on their part. That is uh, about as stable an organization as there is in baseball right now. So that will do it. For this edition of Locked on Tigers, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a positive review of this program. That would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much, everybody. I will be right back here on Wednesday for another show. 
Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.